Hey everyone, welcome to episode 25 of The Elephant in the Room. I'm your host, Matt Lawson. Uh, it's the 30th of May, 2023, and uh, we're going to do our daily download going through all the news stories. Um, there's a whole heap of rubbish here in the news basically today, so uh, I'm going to go through it pretty quickly. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the week, I feel like there's going to be a school shooting happening somewhere in Australia, and this will be to toughen up gun laws around Australia now. I mentioned it a couple of times, and since I've mentioned it, it's happened twice. Another one today, bullet fired into Sydney Primary School in totally reckless shooting. So supposedly grade one and two students were in their classroom when they heard a window shatter or break, and a, a bullet was found. So someone's fired a bullet into a school. This school didn't go into lockdown. I just foresee that there's going to be a mass shooting in a school and there's going to be lockdowns of a school. So... Keep an eye out on it. Make sure your kids are aware of what to do if something like that does happen. Um, but I can see, you know, it, it's been coming up in the news a lot. Uh, the race to be WA's next premier. So Mark McGowan's obviously walking away and there's a race to see who's going to be the next premier. Does anyone really care? I don't think so. So I'm not going to go too far into that one either. Um the next thing that's here is, again, Ukrainian military vows revenge after Kiev attack. I think the propaganda that's involved in this Russia-Ukraine war is as bad as it's ever been in any war worldwide. Um, you never know exactly what's happening. I know people who live in the Ukraine and say it's nothing like what they're showing on the news. A lot of the footage they're putting up is CGI orientated. I, I don't believe half the stuff they're saying. It's all a power grab. It's all about... Um, Prices going up and being gouged by corporations worldwide and blaming the, the war in Russia. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to go too far into that one either. Um, the next one I was going to read to you here is um, a fine for rogue taxi drivers triples amid undercover crackdown on rip-off drivers. So taxi drivers are uh, ripping people off because their business is being gouged, destroyed by Uber. Now, we saw... I was working for a company making apps when um, Uber first came into Australia and we went to the taxi guys and we said, why don't you build an app um, to get ahead of them before they come in, put an app together. I actually came up with an app. Uh, I'm going to put it out there for you guys. You can steal it if you want to. An app for taxis, Ubers, um, all the different companies. The idea was at nighttime when people are trying to get a taxi, quite often they have to wait for a long time and it can be quite a dangerous situa situation. This app would be with all the different companies on it and the first one, the closest to you, would pick up your ride, no matter which one it was, whether it was Uber, Taxi, um, whatever, the rest of them are, Didi and all those things. So came up with the app and nearly got it off the ground and uh, – in the end, taxi, yellow cabs turned their back on it at the last second and we needed them on board, so we let it go. Um, but, yeah, taxis gouging prices. I mean, the industry has been destroyed. The industry has been destroyed by Uber coming in and bringing in foreign ownership and foreign money. So, yeah, the, the taxi industry is pretty bad. Now, they're actually saying another quake has shaked Melbourne. Now, that's going to be my probably the part of the elephant in the room. I don't think anyone, so I checked the Furniture Gully notice boards and this quake was meant to be at five o'clock today, a secondary quake. No one noticed it. No one felt anything. I still think the first earthquake, and call me crazy, I think the first earthquake on Sunday night at 11.41 was a sonic boom from up above. I swear it hit the roof 
and down into their house, not from the floor upwards, which every earthquake I've ever felt before in my past. And the people I speak to about earthquakes from New Zealand, because I've spoken to quite a few in the last 48 hours, say that you feel it from the ground upwards. So it, it was a weird one. Definitely came from the roof downwards and felt like a big sonic boom. So I, again, I'd love to hear everyone's feedback because I don't think it was uh, exactly what we all thought it was, maybe. Uh, and the last bit of news from today is, and I don't know why I'm laughing, I shouldn't laugh at all, um, Dan Andrews, his office, they've uh, found a suspicious package outside his office and closed off all of the Princess Highway outside Noble Park. Now, could there be a more hated man in all of Australia than Dan Andrews? I don't think there is. I don't think there's anyone more hated. Yes, he's got his fans as well, 100%. I'm going to give him that much as well, but... I don't think there's anyone that could be more hated. Mark McGowan, maybe. Um, Gladys, maybe at her worst. Um, maybe um, the lady up in uh, Queensland, Palachuk or Palachek or whatever her name is, she was pretty disliked. Um, but I think Dan Andrews is the most hated man. I don't know how, when he comes out of politics, he's going to walk the streets. He's definitely going to have to look for a job in China or overseas or somewhere else because I, I, I honestly, I can't see how he can keep his job going forwards. I, I I don't see how he can do it. And uh, that leads me into the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room today is local councils. Local councils are the elephant in the room. Like, why do we have local councils? Surely, surely we can live our lives and uh, coordinate ourselves without local councils. So our local councils are, are elected in, um, we know where I live in Whittlesea in Victoria that they were the most corrupt council anywhere. They had Simon Overlander, who used to be chief of police in Victoria, and he was running the council and it was corrupt. They didn't know where any of their money was being spent. Um, there was all kinds of kickbacks happening. I don't think councils are fit for purpose. I don't think we should be running councils. Like just the simple fact that when they went to run these drag queen story times and, uh, and, um, they started talking about 15-minute cities and all those things, and people started turning up to councils. The sheer fact that they called in the police, they had 5, 10, 15 police officers at council meetings, when councils uh, are meant to be set up for the people, and we're paying rates, every single house, every single house pays rates without fail, and yet these councils didn't want to have robust debate with the people, and they set up questions so you could put in and submit questions the day or two days before, and yet, when you submitted your questions, they only read the select ones that they wanted to or allowed you to stand up and read them out, but they'd only pick and choose which people they want to read the questions from. And then they lied anyway. So Whittlesea Council, one of the questions I put up is, um, why do you, why are you following WEF, uh, frame, uh, why are you following, sorry, WEF infrastructure for far smart cities in Whittlesea Council, and they said, well, we don't follow WEF or UN infrastructure. But if you go on their website, all you have to do is click through two or three times and you're on the UN website. They literally are following the UN sustainability goals in the Whittlesea Council. So even when they open up to questions and you ask questions, they lie to you anyway. So I don't think councils are fit for purpose. And I think there's a lot of people uh, with the council elections coming up, they're looking to run for council and get in there and make it so it's a council that works for the people again. And don't get me wrong, there are some things that council organisers that go well. Uh, the one thing that they do well is bin collection. Generally, the bins are collected every week. So I'm going to give you a little round of applause for that. that. That's 
one thing that council does really well. Apart from that, it's really just money grabbing. The councillors are earning pretty good money, the top ones. Um, the lower ones don't earn a lot, but I don't think they work. Uh, they don't work five days a week. So they just work in between their, their regular jobs. So I, I don't think there's a place for councils with the Victorian government um, having their hand in everything. I, I don't think there's any need for councils. If your MPs, your local MPs were doing what they're meant to be doing, and that's like having an open door policy where you go in and speak to them, then there'd be no need for councils at all. So I think that's the big elephant in the room right now. Why do we need councils? What What are they there for? Are they even legitimate? Are they even legitimate? Are there pro proper council writs put together or anything else like that? I doubt it. I don't think councils should actually be there. We could run councils ourselves. The people should be running like town hall meetings once a month or, or twice a month. Have a town hall meeting where everyone turns up and says what's going on, what's wrong in their area, what do they need fixed because... I, I don't think these councils are fit for purpose. I don't think that they're doing the job that they should be doing. And I think that we we need to have something that works better than what the councils currently do because I don't think that my rates are going to the right spot to get you know the right people in place. And just look at the drag story time, for instance. Now, for me, I don't care about um, I'm not homophobic, I, I'm not anti-gay, I'm not even anti-trans uh, uh, or anything like that, nothing. I think everyone has the right to be who they want to be. You can identify as whatever you want to identify as. The biggest problem is when you're sexualizing children. I don't want children sexualized anywhere in the in the world, anywhere. So that people shouldn't be sexualizing children anywhere. That's a really, really important one. Do not sexualize our children and then you can go about and do what you want. One of the big things that I think is another elephant in the room is we shouldn't be just pushing back against drag story time. We should actually be pushing back and saying, where's the working with children checks? Because surely if they're in libraries and they're working with children, reading them books, they should have a working with children check. Now, a lot of these drag queens that are doing the drag story time, if you go onto their Facebook pages and have a proper look or onto their Snapchats or if you go onto their TikToks, They've got a lot of them have got themselves dressed up in latex. Um, a lot of them have got themselves donning whips and chains. A lot of them have got themselves writing really graphic content. I would think that if you did a working with children check, if anyone out there said, let's do a working with children check with the library, are these people fit to be working with children? You probably get all the drag uh, story times cancelled right around Australia straight away. Just go to your council and say, uh, or to the library and say, has there been a working with children check done on these people that are working with our kids, these drag story time people? Some of them, I'm sure, are really great people, but I'm saying a lot of them have sexualized content on their pages and really sorted sort of stuff that they're writing about as well. So it definitely be worth having a look. Uh, use that as an elephant in the room. Go and talk to your council. Go talk to your local libraries and say, if you're doing drag story time, have uh, the people been uh, had working with children checks? Do that. Okay, now it's time for our mindful minute. Now, this one's going to be five minutes today, so I'm going to read through it. This one's from Tani from Catalyst Bodywork on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so we're just going to read through it if I can get it to come up on my screen, which it doesn't want to do, the powers of technology. Okay, so today we're going to combine some of the regulation, regulations we've talked about. Let's call it the five-minute mindful reset. Setting aside five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening to do these regulations every day will have a very positive impact on your automatic nervous system. Your automatic nervous system works automatically. There you go. Makes sense. 
below your conscious awareness. Ultimately, all it's interested in is number one, your safety, and number two, survival. So let's look at a scenario. Imagine you wake up feeling okay, but your partner starts arguing with you. Your coffee is cold and you're late for work. You rush out the door and then you're stuck in a traffic jam. You've gone from waking up feeling calm to being activated into anger with an argument, frustration over your coffee and fear that you'll be in trouble for running late. You sit in the car and the morning's events rush through your head. Your heart rate increases, your breath is faster. You might even hold your breath for a bit. Someone in front of you stops suddenly. That's it, you've had enough, you explode. The driver in the car behind you had the exact same morning as you did, only they feel nothing. They're in their own world, almost sleepwalking. They don't notice you carrying on hooting and yelling at the guy in front. They hardly notice the traffic jam they're in. They're kind of just staring at the sky, almost as if they're out of their own body. They want to notice and they want to care. They just can't. Telling that person to just get over it, there is nothing wrong with you, is the worst thing you can say to them. They're in shutdown. Their bodies have spent so much time in fight and flight, their brain decided it's time to take them into what's called the dorsal vagal state. The part of the parasympathetic nervous system that shuts us down because it believes our life is now being threatened. This can and does sound dramatic, but it's how our automatic nervous system works. The second scenario is very, very true for many people who have endured the chronic stresses and uncertainty for the past three years. Their automatic nervous systems are doing what it's designed to do, shut them down to keep them alive. Some people stay stuck on on and others are stuck on off. None of the people in these groups are going to just get better. It takes time, compassion, connection, understanding, and lots of small and regular daily regulation act practices like the ones we share here in our mindful moments. Regulation can help people who are on to gently come in down into a greater sense of stress and tolerance and clarity. And for the person who's stuck in the off position, regulation uplifts them, gives them feelings of hope, something to look forward to, to the point where they feel alive and ready to take life on again. So for the next week, I'd like you as often as you can, at least twice a day, to do the following nervous system reset. Doing it once will take less than five minutes. You can even set a five-minute timer for the morning and for the evening. So work out a time before breakfast. I usually do these things before breakfast and then at the night time, uh, just before I sit down to relax. So here goes. First, we reset the vagus. Second, we do the soft belly breathing. Third, we're going to shake, shake it up like Taylor Swift. First, let's stimulate our vagus nerve and don't let me sing anymore, please. Interlace your fingers. Place your hands around your head at the base of your skull. Let your head rest in your hands. So you're interlacing your fingers and putting them behind your head like you're being held up by a police officer. Keep your head straight. Look left with just your eyeballs until you yawn, swallow or sigh. Look right until you yawn, swallow or sigh. So that's the first step. Easy, the vagus nerve. So the next step um, we're going to do is shaking. Start by gently shaking your left hand. Then move up by shaking your entire arm. Next, shake your right hand and shake right along your entire arm. Now shake your left foot and leg. Now shake your right foot and your right leg. Now keeping your feet on the ground, gently shake your entire body. Bop up and down. You can do it. As you shake, you might find your body wants to increase the rhythm. Just go with it. Do what your body wants. Make sure your feet stay on the floor. Don't lift them. Now open your mouth and see if any sound wants to escape. Let it. It could be a growl. It could be a roar. It could be a hum. Uh, the voice carries the breath. Energetically, our lungs hold on to grief. If your body is ready to let out a growl, a howl, or a scream, 
Just go with it. Now, finally, come to a seated position for your breath. Sit comfortably wherever you are. You can even lay in bed for this one. Put one hand on your upper chest and one hand on your belly just below your solar plexus where the tummy meets the chest. Make your belly as soft as you can. Give your muscles, muscles permission to relax. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale twice as long from your mouth. On the next inhale, think soft. On the next exhale, think belly. Inhale, soft. Exhale, belly. Every time you inhale, you want your belly to rise like bread dough. On the exhale, imagine you've opened the oven and your dough falls flat. Inhale, soft belly. <coughs> Bless <coughs> me. Sorry, it's not coronavirus. It's okay and you can't catch it through the podcast. Inhale, soft belly rises. Exhale, soft belly drops. Keep repeating. Soft. Inhale, belly. Exhale. Until your body feels calm and clear. Soft. Belly. In the morning, do the vagus, your breath, and your shake. In the evening, do the shake, get into bed, lay down and do the vagus reset and finish with your breath. Remember, a healthy nervous system is flexible and goes in and out of stress all day long. It's the body that gets stuck in hyper-aroused or hypo-aroused states that require the most understanding and attention. We'll do the reset again, or you can just come back to this episode and listen to it. So you can come back and listen anytime, but I will do this again for you at some time, time in the future. Um, so that's the five-minute reset. Soft belly breasts, simulate the vagus, and shake. Really simple. I'm going to um, keep these. I've got some little um, pictures that I can put up as well, so I'll put them up if I ever get back onto social media. But what I want you guys to do is please share this out to as many people as you can. Um, please keep sharing the podcast onto all your social media outlets, Facebook, your TikTok, uh, you know, what else is there? Snapchat, WhatsApp, all that shit. Um, please keep sharing it. Um, please keep giving me, uh, reviews on my Spotify. It's really great that people are giving reviews. Someone gave a one star, but that's fine. I don't really mind. Do whatever you feel. I'm not going to press you. It's a free country after all at the moment. I love you guys to bits. Please keep looking after yourself. Please keep shining. You're all amazing human beings, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Peace. 